of Philippians. It's chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. I hope you'll join me in your Bibles you've brought, the Bibles in the pews, or your devices online. I invite you to retrieve your Bibles and join us this morning. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I am thankful for all of you every time I pray, and it's always a prayer full of joy. I'm glad because of the way you have been my partners in the ministry of the gospel from the time you first believed it until now. I am sure about this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the day until the day of Christ Jesus. I have good reason to think this way about all of you because I keep you in my heart. You are all partners in God's grace, both during my time in prison and in the defense and support of the gospel. God is my witness that I feel affection for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters and so you will be sincere and blameless on that day of Christ. I pray that you will then be filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ in order to give glory and praise to God. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord, for your holy word and a reminder in this busy and consuming season that, Lord, you come to fill our hearts with hope and peace and love. Recognizing, Lord, that we are so easily distracted, but may it not be of the lights of the season, but of the lights of the presence of your son, Jesus that together we're reminded of these gifts you bring. So Lord, focus us now on your word, on your presence. May it be your spirit that's felt amongst us. Set me aside that your voice may be heard clearly. In your name I pray. Amen. Did you read recently in the news about the man in Arizona who was accidentally invited to grandmother's for Thanksgiving dinner? It happened in 2016, and he's been going back ever since. Wanda Dench and Jamal Hinton met in 2016 after an accidental text exchange. Wanda thought she was sending her grandson a text. Does this ever happen to you, Grandma? But the grandson had changed his number. It turns out that Jamal Hinton got the message instead. And the two figured out their mistake and sent selfies to each other. And that's when Hinton asked, Can I still come over for Thanksgiving dinner? And of course... 
Wanda from Mesa, Arizona replied saying, of course you can. That's what grandmothers do. They feed everyone. That started a holiday tradition for them that's now in its sixth year. The two still celebrated the day together with a text message this year that Dench invited him, his girlfriend, and the rest of his family over for dinner. And it's become even more meaningful since Lonnie's husband died last year from COVID. Today's scripture, we learn about Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan, who's the son of Saul. Now, do we remember David and Jonathan's relationship? What, kind, what, what type of relationship did they have? They were best friends. Jonathan and his father Saul had been killed in battle. David has fond memory of Jonathan and discovers that Jonathan still has a son who's alive. So David invites Mephibosheth to the table. But it wasn't just a one-time invitation. It was an invitation that lasted a lifetime. So let us turn again to our scripture for this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 9 verses 1 through 13. 2 Samuel chapter 9 verses 1 through 13. Let us hear together this passage from the Old Testament. David asked, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and he was summoned to David. The king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, At your service. The king said, Is there anyone remaining of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? Ziba said to the king, There remains a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. Then the king said to him, Where is he? Ziba said to him, He is in the house of Meshur, son of Amiel, at Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Meshur, son of Amiel, at Lodabar. Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and did obeisance. David said, Mephibosheth. He answered, I am your servant. David said to him, Do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore you, I will restore to you all the lands of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at the table of mine always. He did obeisance and said, What is your servant that you should look upon a dead dog such as I? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said to him, all that belong to Saul and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. You and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him and shall bring in the produce so that your master's grandson may have food to eat. But your master's grandson Mephibosheth shall always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. 
Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who lived in Ziba's house became Mephibosheth's servants. Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he always ate at the king's table. Now he was lame in both his feet. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. This story of Mephibosheth reminds us of David's amazing love for Mephibosheth's family. But it also reminds us of God's amazing love for us, especially in the midst of things that cripple our lives. I think one of the hardest effects of this past year has been our inability to normally gather together. It was great for many at Thanksgiving to be together once again with friends and family around the table. One thing we hear at the church that people have missed the most this past year is community. Something about being at the table, something about being together around the table in conversation that takes place that draws us together. Our hope and desire is to be able to offer that in our Wednesday nights and beginning dinner for eights that this very community can happen once again. During COVID, restaurants were very limited with scattered seats. There were fewer tables and they were spread way out. There often was not enough room at the table. The scripture text today invites us to imagine and make real the gathering of all of God's people around the table. Love just has a way of making room at the table. Wanda proved that with Jamal at Thanksgiving dinner. Love finds a way to add another place. Grace Amathu said, if your table is not big enough, check your love It's not your table's problem, it's your heart's. COVID has forced us in a way to decide what really matters. Advent, Advent, with the anticipation of Jesus coming, forces us to decide what really matters. Is there room at your table for the one who seeks to come amongst us at Advent. Last week, we had to let go of some stuff to make room for Jesus. This week, we find a place at the table. Is there enough room for Jesus at your table? Is there enough room for Jesus at your table, your table? Your table? It doesn't matter how small your table is. We find a way to make room because family eats together. Mephibosheth found a place at King David's table. Mephibosheth was crippled. Crippled people had very little standing in society. 
Mephibosheth's name means actually scattered in shame. He lived in the land called Lodabar, which means no thing. That David even remembers him in itself is a fascinating fact. But not only was Mephibosheth remembered, he was rescued. Mephibosheth knew that the families of past royalty were killed to prevent any revolt of the new reign. He was aware of this comment, uh, 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 he was aware of this condemnation. He lived daily in this fear. But David brings him from nothing to the king's table. Who do you know that needs to be restored? Maybe it's you or me. Mephibosheth is also restored. David gives to Mephibosheth the land that belonged to Saul. He commands the remaining servant and his large family to serve Mephibosheth. It's through this story and through this season of Advent that we learn that God too remembers us. That God seeks to rescue us no matter where we are or how dim our situation seems. And God desires to restore us to the place where he can commune with us. That's why he sent Jesus. I know many families have a tradition to alternate where they and their children spend the holidays. One frequent request is for all of the family's children to be together at the same place at the same time on the same holiday. There's just something special about having all the children around the table together. Imagine that one of God's favorite times is when he sees us all gathered at his table. Today we celebrate communion, the time when all the children of God gather around the Lord's table and remember that night in which Jesus gathered with his family around the table. I am sure the disciples had many fond memories of eating with Jesus. And when the disciples remembered as they did every time they gathered, Jesus was there. The bread, the wine brought Jesus back to, for them. A powerful and holy part of communion for us is that it does the same. We weren't in person at the table at that last supper, but when we contemplate that night and we receive the cup and relive it as if we had been there, Christ is there with us in our midst. Offering himself to us all over again. Mephibosheth remembers this daily as he gathered at the king's table. We remember this as we gather at our king's table. Something special happens when we gather around the communion table. Christ breaks bread with us and he shares the cup with us. And mysteriously, we experience Him. It's a miracle. 
as any miracle, as great as any miracle that Christ has ever performed. It may have been Christ's last meal, but it was a meal that never ends. For each and every time, Christ is ready to welcome us right where we are. And He is always there. But, who is not there with us? Who will we invite to join us at the table this year? There's not an adult's table and a children's table. There's just one table. And we all have a place with our name on it. Thanks be to God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen.